that's the one thing like I feel like the state house needs is like a revamp. Yeah. It needs, you know, suit and ties and shit is cool and everything, but yeah. you need modern day people in there that's going to push for future laws because you got past people pushing for modern laws. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's you need we need visionaries. So but yeah, it would be dope to see you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, uh, first gentleman right here. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't have the, I don't think I have the patience oh, hell to, no. to do politics really <laughs> hardcore. I mean, I'm, I'm good on my issue. You know, yeah. I'm kind of a single issue kind of guy. <laughs> Please don't ask me to talk about what's best for like yeah, education yeah. or like gun reform or anything. Like, Look, I can tell you what's good with weed. Yeah, exactly. With the rest of the world, y'all figure that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than Cannabisations with Chris. Welcome everybody to another episode of. Canisations, hey, Canisations. Hey, I got glasses so I can see shit now. I ain't saying I was blind before, but like I was just telling her, like, I can see things in like maybe 4K or at least HD. <laughs> <laughs> before it was standard vid, standard definition, but now I can read my words, things fall away. Anyway, I digress. On this podcast, we like to talk about cannabis, and we like to highlight the people in the cannabis industry and what they're doing and the positive contributions they making in the community. And today, we have. So I knew who you were before because I'm not saying like you. I'm like you were the first person that followed me that I seen had a lot of followers in this community. And so I was like, hey, yo, she following me. You know what I'm saying? I started watching your videos, and then I'd seen you as an advocate for the cannabis community. Mm -hmm. And then we had a few conversations over Instagram, and then we met for the first time at Forbin's Finest. And they had an event down there, and I remember seeing you, and one of the first things I thought, I'm going to just tell you, you're a lot smaller in person. <laughs> You're a lot yep. smaller person. <laughs> I get that all the time. I, I can see that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit there, and then we've been, you know, going back and forth on Instagram as well. So she was finally able to, able to pull up, come out here to the studio. Uh, without further ado, we have Amelia. Macy. Amelia Macy <laughs> with the Green Mountain Patient Alliance, a.k.a the GMPA. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming out. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, it's, where'd you come from? Berlin, right? Berlin, yeah. yeah. We're uh, we're like between Northfield and Montpelier, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, you came through the notch too. Yeah, we, we came and over the notch. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's October. <laughs> and if you're in Vermont, you know what October means. You mean people come from everywhere just to see some leaves. Mm -hmm. We standing in the middle of the road taking pictures and shit like they do that shit where they at so they can come to Vermont and do it too and like we ain't got places we gotta go double parked on a curb yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, I, like I told I, I wanted to go up to the mountains and see it but at the same time I'm like man I ain't trying to deal with that shit yeah. you know what I'm saying well anyway thank you for coming over thank you for dealing with the traffic and also we got my mans over here it's it's the bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, look, 
I told him, I was like, yo, I just seen a couple pictures, you know what I'm saying, with you walking around with your shirt off and the gloves. I, that was my dog. He got his bone. That's the one thing that he, when he as soon as he has that bone, see? <laughs> he has that bone, he'll just walk around with it and drop it. Drop wow. It. Yep. And we got hard floors, so, you know, it's just going to echo. So yeah. My, yeah. Dog, my dog, anyway, like I was saying, the bodyguard, she also was accompanied by her husband. Mm-hmm. Accompanied by her husband, David, who is also a grower with Apollo Cultivation. Yeah, and thank you for also coming. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you some hand claps, too, because you, you, you came up here, too. So hand claps for you, too. Right? <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's I, good to be here. Absolutely, man. I will. Uh, Amelia, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm from Vermont originally. Oh. Grew up in Eden, which is out in Lamoille County, up near Lake Lowell, Johnson, Morrisville okay. area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So born and raised there. I went to school at Johnson State for like a year and a half. And then after I finished my time at Johnson State, I got my medical card when I was 19 here in Vermont for, I have a condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Say that again. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Can you speak on that? I can. Okay. It's a connective tissue disorder. So to get into the science part of it, I'm in my DNA makeup missing a protein in my collagen. So all of the connective tissue in my body is like weaker than a normal person, normal Uh persons. Uh So like my skin's really thin. It's really stretchy. My joints are loose and they dislocate, just stuff like that. And so I got my card for that when I was 19. And I was in the Vermont medical program for a couple of years. Like I used the medical dispensaries because I didn't know any better. And in that time kind of realized how like messed up the program was. Really expensive, really inaccessible. At the time there were, we didn't have adult use. So there were five dispensaries kind of sprinkled throughout the state. Yeah, yeah. And it was re- like, I just, I cannot emphasize. It was really expensive. I was spending like a grand every time I walked into the dispensary as a patient. Yeah, it was crazy. So I was a part of the program for about a year and a half, two years before I just stopped renewing my card. And that was kind of when I started like (laughs) ranting about the medical program, if you will. Um, So fast forward a little bit. I went to art school down in Massachusetts and then I lived in Brooklyn for a little while and I worked for a photographer named Cheshire. She's this killer rock and roll photographer from the 70s and 80s. She shot everybody from like Zeppelin and Joni Mitchell and oh, wow. all those That's guys. That's crazy. Yeah, it was dope. So I spent some time down there and then finally moved back up to Vermont and helped my sister open her tattoo shop and helped her run it. And in that time, I kind of got more plugged in with the local cannabis, not just cannabis scene, but cannabis advocacy scene at the time. And so my friend Eli Harrington and I connected during that time with Hetty and I connected with Jesse Lynn Dolan. And that was kind of like the start of all of us sort of working together. And in the last few years, specifically, Jesse Lynn, our friend Jeffrey Pizzatillo from Vermont Growers Association and I have formed what's known as Green Mountain Patients Alliance. And what we do is we go into the state house and we advocate for progressive medical cannabis reform. Our program was pretty much stagnant for about 10, 15 years while it was under the scope of the Department of Public Safety, because that's who ran our medical program for a really long time was the cops. (laughs) Yeah. And they just they didn't want the program. They didn't do anything to improve it or to make sure it was functioning well in a way that benefited patients. 
So now that the CCB has it and they've dedicated their own staff to it, we're just kind of trying to mold some changes that we know will be supported under this new agency. So we spent a lot of our time meeting with legislators, you know, uh, senators, um, state reps. We put forth legislation. We come up with policy. Um, a few of our policies have been enacted at this point, I'm really proud to say. And, yeah, that's that's kind of what we do. Yeah, that's <laughs> dope. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a whole bunch of questions, but how'd you <laughs> like living in Brooklyn? I loved it. Did you? I loved it. I've either so my best friends from Brooklyn, me and Helen, we had a had an extensive amount of time, me and my boy Freda. <laughs> Ty, what up, dog? That's my boy T on. Anyway, well, we had he's from Brooklyn and then when I was in the before when I was in the military, uh one of, I'm not gonna say he was my arch enemy, <laughs> but he was a person that I wouldn't find friendly. Mm. And he was also from Brooklyn. So I found that either you love Brooklyn or you hate Brooklyn. Yeah. So that's why I asked, what do you think about Brooklyn? And then I've met some people that even in the cannabis community, it's like, I'm from Brooklyn. And I've been like, all right, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you Uh, talk shit about Brooklyn? You know what I'm saying? I lived in in Kensington, which is down by like Flatbush. Yeah. So like southern, southern Brooklyn in a very super orthodox Jewish neighborhood. And so I stuck out like a sore thumb with like all of my tattoos and my colored hair (laughs) and stuff like that. And I lived in this like artist... I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a commune in a brownstone. The people that I rented from had turned this three-story brownstone into an Airbnb for long-term renters. But Robin had built these tiny rooms within this brownstone. So we all lived in these 10 by 10 boxes, basically, that Robin had built within this brownstone. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) And it was all artists and musicians, and they had taken the second floor of the house and just turned it into this party center. So they built a stage. They put up like professional concert lighting. Oh, we wow. had like an aquarium that was actually our bar, and they had <laughs> they had mapped projections all over the wall. It was like the most insane thing ever. And that's where I lived for, like three or four months. Yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy. And I was like a fresh twenty one year old, so it was just time <laughs> of my life. <laughs> hey, that's the one thing. Like I've jumping off the porch. I was in another country. Mm. And I was in Germany at the age of 19. So I, it was a, I know what you mean. It was like a totally (laughs) different experience. It ain't like, where can I go? It's like, I can do whatever I want. And, and being in the city, like the city is like definitely little hole in the wall spots that you don't know about. Like you're going to go somewhere and you're going to, it's going to look like this regular ass yeah. Like you say, a brownstone, and then you walk in, you go through two doors and a refrigerator, <laughs> and it's like a whole bar that's like aquarium and yep. a snake pit, DJ, yep. a million people. <laughs> like, where the hell is that? You don't hear nothing outside. No, it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. And I mean, like, I was from, like, Eden, Vermont, and I had never lived in a place <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that's right. you know, that, like, Eden has, like, 1,300 people in yeah. it total. <laughs> That was, a, that was a whole party. Yeah, in it was. It was crazy. It was such an eye-opening experience. I'd never lived somewhere so diverse in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, Brooklyn will <laughs> it'll lighter. age you. No, I don't. What did I do? Where we put the lighter? Hey, did y'all take my lighter? <laughs> I can't find my lighter. Yo, that's the one thing about being a stoner, man. Like, yep. It's like the one thing you need. Yeah. But you never have it. Ever. And you and I guarantee if I walk through my house and do like a deep clean, yep. I'll probably pull up twenty. 
Easy. And then within three Same. days. <laughs> within three days. Yep. All 20 are this everywhere around the house, in the bathroom, under the couch. Yeah, we have a mason jar at the house. And like once every like six months or so, David will do like a sweep and just like pour lighters into Put this all the mason lighters jar. In. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, it's not a mason jar, but we have like a, like a, a little, a little half a mason jar. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. We'll put them all in there. And then we'll, before we know, we'll be like, where'd that lighter go? We know where there yeah. are some at. And we'll go get one or two. Exactly. And then we'll use those one or two. And then those one or two <laughs> go somewhere. And then it's just like an endless stoner cycle yeah. of where's my damn lighter? <laughs> well, and like I do. So I do graphic design for the cannabis industry as well. That's like my day job. And I did a run of clippers for Eli from Vermont Iwana a while ago. And all of a sudden we had like, you know, 30 of these clippers just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you misplace a lighter, you just grab another one. Grab and another then, one. And next thing you know, you don't know where any of them are. None of them. None of them are to be found. None. So, Green Mountain Patient Alliance. Yeah. I'm kind of familiar and I want to be more familiar because y'all do a lot of patient advocacy writing up the wrongs and you yep. know changing things so can you speak a little bit about yeah. you know a little get a little bit deeper into the green mountain the gmpa yeah. when you said that i was like i've always been like green mountain patient alliance but then when you said the gmpa i was like why ain't i been saying this shit the whole time <laughs> it's so much simpler <laughs> i know i know but yeah yeah so we we put forth a lot of policy that, that we swing for the fences for sure a lot of the things that we've come up with don't have any precedent in other states. So, for example, something that we're currently talking about doing is having patients shopping tax-free in all adult-use stores. Oh, wow. Um, that's something we've really been pushing for the whole time we've been working together. And that's because patients are already shopping tax-free in the medical dispensaries. And currently, adult-use stores are kind of compensating for that with patient discounts, but it's not enough. And unfortunately, a lot of smaller retailers just can't afford to give a 20% discount, you know? Like, that's a lot. It is, especially for being already a small business in the industry as it is, 20%. Not saying that can make or break you, but, you know, along with other things that can happen, and 20% can be detrimental. Exactly, and, you know, it's... It shouldn't be on the burden of the retailers to do that in the first place to make sure that medicine's affordable for patients. So, yeah, we've been pushing really hard to get tax-free in adult-use stores. We did have a couple wins last legislative session. The patient plant count had never been raised before, like ever since its inception. How many, how many plants could the patient have? So previously, the patients could have two mature and seven immature okay. at any given time. Two mature plants, which is nothing. And so GMPA is currently pushing for 12 mature plants and no immature plant cap. We don't think that immature plant caps need to exist within either the home grow or the patient market. Yeah. And even when you branch into the adult use market, just immature plant caps don't make sense. Yeah. So currently in the last legislative session, a bill went through um, H270 that raise the patient plant count for the first time from two mature and seven immature to six mature and 12 immature, which is still not enough. Well, and it doesn't really make sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they got their numbers from. Can, well, I mean, I, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird way to it categorize is. a number. 
it is a weird like, weird way to do it. They tripled the flowering plant count, but they did not triple the immature plant count. The immature plant, yeah. 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 Okay. And that's that's a perfect example of what happens when people who don't know anything about cannabis are put in charge of making the laws surrounding cannabis. And that's basically the situation we were in there. And so we got that, but we got that done. And that is, you know, a step in the right direction. It's something that we can continue to work off of while knowing what our final goal is still. That happened last legislative session. Something that we had also been pushing really, really hard for since we got together was when adult use legalization happened in Vermont, a caregiver was all of a sudden required to have a background check, a fingerprint-supported background check, I should say. And that had never been the case before in the entirety of the medical program. And so we fought really hard to get fingerprinted caregivers removed because it's just a barrier to entry. You know, it can take forever to get your appointment. You got to make you got to make it there. You got to be able to pay for it. It's just an extra step that didn't really need to exist. So we got that removed. Previously up until now, PTSD had a requirement and it was the only condition that had this where you had to have your regular primary doctor sign off on your card, but you also had to be in active counseling basically and have a therapist sign off on your medical card as well. And that second signature was a huge barrier to entry for a lot of PTSD patients mm-hmm. because, like, either you don't have insurance and you can't afford therapy or talk therapy just doesn't work for you and you're not ready for it. You know, I know plenty of veterans with PTSD who just they can't do talk therapy, you know, like as, it's just... as a as a veteran, I'm starting to get into talk therapy now. But mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I was doing veteran stuff in my early 20s and here I am almost 40 just now dipping my toe in it you know what I'm saying exactly and it's not easy yeah and so this legislative session we managed to get that second signature removed so if you have PTSD you no longer are required to be in talk therapy or required to have a therapist you just need your primary to sign off on your paperwork And in Vermont, you know, a a doctor doesn't prescribe you a card. They just sign your form validating that you have a condition. And that's it. So that makes it it's it makes it kind of simple in some ways. It makes it a little bit harder in others. So that happened this year. We had a lot of really good stuff. Something GMPA like I'll say we did it. We push really hard for caregiver expansion within the state. Because caregiver, having a caregiver, having somebody who grows specifically for you and manufactures products specifically for you, that kind of one-to-one treatment is, in my opinion, the best option for a patient. Yeah, yeah. To have somebody who is literally just growing and creating specifically for you and your symptoms and your condition. They're working with you one-on-one to monitor your condition. Uh-huh. I think that's just... That is definitely the best way to treat a patient with cannabis. Yeah. And so what GMPA is uh, currently pushing for, and once again, every time progress is made in the medical program in the last couple of years, it's been based off of suggestions we've brought to the table and then compromised on, mm. which is frustrating, but it's just the way it goes. It's, yeah, it came. Yeah. I mean, I understand why, but, you know, at the same time, it has to be taken into account of, yeah. okay, that's... No, initially, but it's you've planted the seed. Yeah. And okay, she's saying it again, so let's figure out how we can exactly either get her to shut up or <laughs> make it work. You know what yes. I'm saying? But yes. yeah. And so, up until the most recent legislation, um, and the way it worked in Vermont was you could have one caregiver, and that caregiver could attend to one patient. 
So they could grow, manufacture, buy from the dispensaries, administer to one patient at a time. And that patient could have one caregiver. Those numbers could be raised for children. So if you were a minor, say a child with seizures or cancer or something like that, you could have two caregivers. So you'd have each parent, which still isn't enough. And we can go into that. But the most recent legislation has updated it. So adult patients or adult caregivers may now care for up to two patients unless you're a patient, which is unfortunate. If you're a patient, you can still only caregive for one other patient. And if you are a minor, the number of caregivers that you are awarded is now up to the discretion of the CCB rather than being limited at two, which is huge. And that's kind of what we want to see for everybody within the program, not just minors. You know, and the CCB, they aren't healthcare professionals. They aren't really the people who should be making that decision. But it's better than an arbitrary one to one or one to two kind of ratio. And so, yeah, that, we got that change this year, which was huge. We are currently advocating for three caregivers per patient and three patients per caregiver. Okay. Just now, one of these said it, and I'm not for sure, so excuse my ignorance. Yeah. But what is a caregiver? Yeah. Like, you know, because when you say caregiver in my ear, I hear a nurse or yeah. somebody taking care of a, a person that yeah. has, you know, issues, you know. Yeah. So can you explain what a caregiver is? Definitely. So in the sense that we refer to it, a caregiver in the medical cannabis program is somebody who is legally allowed to grow, so to cultivate cannabis for a patient. They are also allowed to go into the medical dispensaries on a patient's behalf and buy product. Um, they are allowed to manufacture products for patients. They are allowed to administer cannabis to patients. So a parent being a caregiver means a parent can legally give cannabis to their child. Or, you know, Jesse Lynn talks a lot about how the baby boomers are one of the most, you know, rapidly aging populations. So we're coming into this influx of seniors and elders who need caretaking in that sense of like administering cannabis in the right doses so people aren't getting like bad trips. So that's what a caregiver is when we talk about it. Yeah. A caregiver in the sense of like a healthcare professional is also a thing, usually referred to as a caretaker rather than a caregiver. Okay. But yeah, it could definitely be somebody like a home nurse, you know, somebody who maybe has like guardianship or custody of somebody who is disabled, you know, things like that. Yeah. But as we as we talk about it, a caregiver is somebody who can grow for, buy for, and administer cannabis to any sort of medical patient. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Okay. It is also, I think, important to note that in the state of Vermont, there is no compensation for caregivers. So that work is done completely for free. And we're finally at a point where people are really starting to listen. They're really starting to interact. And, you know, I've we had 30 people, I think, the other day, 33 people at the latest CCB medical meeting. And when the CCB first formed, we would be lucky to get like 10 or 15 of us there. So more people are really coming together to sort of recognize the changes that need to be made. That's good. Yeah. And and it'll grow within yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? But it's more so of somebody has to start it. Yeah. It needs to have the awareness. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So just a little side thing that I like to do. Hey, yo, this this the whole sticker thing <laughs> with me. I've just been dropping the ball lately. You know what I'm saying? And it happens. But it's only in this. But luckily for me, we've met each other a few times. Oh, and we've seen each other in Nikan. Yeah. That's right. And I remember I grabbed some and I grabbed a bunch. 
because I was starting to stick stickers places. So yeah. I told her, I was like, you know, this is my address. This is what's going on. And then she came up. She was on her way, and I was like, damn, I forgot to tell about the sticker. And then I remembered, <laughs> I just might have one of her stickers laying around. So <laughs> if you don't mind, can you yeah. put one of my stickers that was yours <laughs> on the counter table? Yeah, like, I want to retire this table. It's getting it's it's cool because it's filling up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've I've looked at it, and sometimes I'll be like, I, I need to put more, but it's starting to fill up. So I gotta put it. So you have a a couple of the ones I've designed on here. Oh. Um, well, so I did this. Romanchuana. He told yeah. me that. So I did this run of these for Eli, but the logo itself was done by uh, Jeffrey, actually. Yeah. <laughs> from VGA. That's crazy. And then the Maple Wana Maple Can stickers. I yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That yeah, awesome. wherever you want, it's yours. Yeah. I might. Yeah, that's that's like the building section. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like when everybody put it everywhere, <laughs> but I've noticed, like, so I've had to turn the table. Oh, so You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because sometimes it's concentrated, but it's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting that. The sticker yeah. is down. It had to be over by, you know, you've got Ben over there, too. I know, man. <laughs> ben, I got BJ, I got Fog Valley. So when, uh, um, Rosie's Confections came on. Yeah. She said she wanted to put aside her friend, which was Fog Valley. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, like, how everybody on here knows it's somehow connected in yeah. some way, shape, form, or fashion. You know what I'm saying? So, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Level it up. Level it up. Hey, yo, my man's been over here quiet. He's been tapping away at the computer, creating. He cool as hell. Yeah, I've been working. I've been busy. With the creating the the business. The Yeah. You know, we've got an Apollo meeting tonight, trying to get ready for that. We're waiting to hear on our building permit, so we're trying to get ready to start the build. That's dope. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be, I'm, I like to see people growing like that. Like, <laughs> I like to see people growing. But yeah, all pun intended as well. So like, it's good that you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? And pulled yeah. up, opened up the laptop and was went to it, boy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, look, for my next segment, so I need to make some music to go right before this or the background. But You need a jingle guy. I know. I'm actually, I'm the jingle guy. You are the jingle guy. I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm jingling all the time for no reason. So why can't I jingle for a reason? Jingle so all the way. I, that's, what I, that's what I, jingle all the way. <laughs> so look, this next segment is going to be called Own Weed. We're all consumers and we all have certain ways that we like to consume. Yeah. So uh, I like to ask a few questions just to see, you know what I'm saying, how you like to consume. So first question, what is your favorite way to consume? A blunt. Oh. For sure. What kind? Uh, So. <laughs> Talk to me. First of all, look at me. You know I smoke blunts. So I got to know what kind of blunts you smoke. Totally, totally. <laughs> well, my sister actually, my sister got me into blunts when I was like 19, 20. Yeah. And she taught me how to roll. And when we started working together at her tattoo shop, it got like a little, a little nuts. That's great. We were rolling like, yeah. you know, we were doing that thing where you take two of the like zigzags and then you lick one of the seams and you put the two together and then you roll that into like a 
two inch wide. It was just, it was nuts. It was nuts. And that's what I usually do when I harvest. Yeah. And I cure it, I'll roll something stupid yeah. for no reason. Like, well, you, know, you have to, you know, when you have it, you might as well. You yeah. might as well. Like, yeah. it's not like I could do this when I didn't have it. Right. Like, this is a dream. Yeah. So if I got it in my backyard, let's leave it up, baby. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we would roll big blunts, but that's I dope. think a grape swisher, you know, hollowed out. Ooh. Stuffed with some nice sticky a indica. A grape swisher. A grape swisher. Yeah, that's my shit. <laughs> well, I'm a back. I'm a backwoods man. Mm. Like I'm not gonna. That's that's been my recent thing lately. Is backies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love me a nighttime backy. Yeah. And then recently, because you know, like I said, I'm cannabisation, so you know. I, Enjoy a daytime backy. <laughs> Sometimes I roll a morning backy. Yeah. You know, then I roll a good job yeah. backy. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's cool. Yeah. All right, for the next question, I know we all get the munches. Oh, yeah. So what is your snack of choice? Ooh, I got the ADHD, so that changes like once oh, every shit. three to four weeks, which, oh my gosh, bless David for keeping up with my snack choices. <laughs> oh, you the, are you the snack guy? Yeah, I'm the snack man. <laughs> what's your, what's the, what's the snack? I mean, it uh, for her, it depends. I mean, a lot of the times it's, it's either something sweet, you know, something salty or something chocolatey. Like I can never get <laughs> what she wants, but I can usually get a category. Yeah. So if I can get the category, I could take it from there. So, I'm so indecisive. Yeah. That, I mean, aren't you all? Yeah. I mean, respectfully. Yeah. But aren't you all? Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing. You ever seen the memes where they be cooking? They were like, "What I'm, what my wife wants for dinner," and they have a yeah. piece of paper that says it's on you yeah. or whatever you want or I don't know. I know. I'm married. Yeah. I know how it yeah. is. <laughs> but I can give them like a ballpark. I'll be like, I want this flavor or I want this like right. texture. So. It is as long as it's something sweet. Exactly. Yep. All right. Cool. I what? used to get the whatever you you know grab me whatever as well. Then yeah. after two three times of not liking it, I'm like, no, I need something. More than <laughs> like, you got to give me something to work with. Sweet or savory? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what Anything, yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> All right. So next question: What kind of music? We always put something on in the background while we. You know what I'm saying? So, what's, yeah. what kind of music you like to listen I, to? I listen to a broad, broad range of things. Yeah. You know, growing up, my my mom was super into like 70s, 80s classic rock, a lot of like Eric Clapton, Carlos Santana, that kind of vibe. And my dad was very much a country man. Yeah. You know, I had a sister that was super emo and grunge and, you know, yeah. all of that. And then I did musical theater for like 14 oh, wow. years. That's crazy. So I've got I've got some weird music tastes. I love hip hop. I love like indie kind of folk rock sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like specific artists. I love J. Cole. Uh, you know, I love Mick Jenkins. Mick uh, Jenkins. Yeah. I got to look him up. Yeah. Uh, all that or jazz. Yeah. All that jazz. It's jazz. Jazz. Oh, you know, that's my shit. Is it is that jazz? No, the name of the song I'm telling you to look up is jazz. Oh, oh <laughs> all that jazz, yeah. All that jazz. All that jazz. Oh, um, write that shit down. But yeah, so super into him. If I'm going off of hip hop, I love a good female pop power ballad. Love the girlies. Hey, look, I only told my wife this. Okay. Okay. There's this one song. Yes. That I really like. And it is called 
He's a bad bitch. <laughs> and look, I don't listen to that shit. If, if me and you in the car, this shit ain't coming on. I know when it comes on because when I'm by myself, if I'm feeling in a bad mood and that song come on, it makes me just, <laughs> so I know the feeling when it comes on. And so if you was around and it came on, I'm turning that shit. Yeah, I, but, but it's like one of them songs like you like, ooh, that make me, but it's called You's a Bad Bitch. And I'm like, damn, it makes me feel, so I like the, there's a couple girl songs yeah. out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I'm known to love Taylor Swift, you know? Oh my God, that's my daughter. I know, I, I <laughs> figure it's my niece as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's cool. All right, you so what do, you, what do you like to watch? What do I like to watch? I like a lot of stuff. Right now, we have been on a Bridgerton kick. Okay. And what else have we been watching? Trailer Park Boys is usually one in our house that gets like rotated. <laughs> uh, we hammered Yellowstone for oh, a bit. Yep, Yellowstone yep. was Yellowstone. big in our house. Okay. Seinfeld, I love Seinfeld. Yo, I got to the, we been Seinfeld until we got to the end and then I had to pump the brakes because it's like once it ends, I mean, you yeah. can go back and watch it again, but you know. Yeah. But like just having that, like Seinfeld, yo, Seinfeld. Seinfeld's so good. Yo, one of my boys hate Seinfeld. He was like, it's not even funny. I'm like, dog, you're not funny. <laughs> you don't like Seinfeld? It's literally about everything that's nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, oh, God, Seinfeld is. So I was raised in like a, a nighttime TV kind of house where like yeah. you'd sit at the dinner table and you'd watch whatever was on. So exactly. it was like Seinfeld and Friends and, you know, all those sitcoms. Everybody loves Raymond. But Seinfeld quotes and chirps between my family are so constant. Like, I feel like everything that comes, like half of the things that come out of our mouths are some sort of pop culture reference. Some sort. And half of those are Seinfeld quotes. Oh, you ever watch, oh shit, come on, what is it called? Letterkenny? Letterkenny. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Letterkenny (laughs) is fucking, yo, you don't know how many times, I mean, because I'm starting to realize learning about ADHD, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, I'm not drenched in it. (laughs) <laughs> but like there's little little tidbits. Yeah. One of the things I could not hear anybody say what's their what's their quote? To be uh, fair. To be fair. Yeah. I could not yeah. hear if I'm out in public when they say to be fair, I'll be yeah. like I'll be ripped to be fair. I cannot help it. Like it's just something in my head. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. We're nighttime. My daughter does it. If I yelled it out right now in the house. Everybody would just yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's another one that gets chirped around a lot with us, like <laughs> you know uh, the McMurray quotes, and they just like go back and Everything. forth. You know? <laughs> yeah, we know it's so funny. It's so funny. Have you seen the spinoff Shorzy? I started watching it. Okay, but then we got rid of Hulu. Oh yeah, but I'm about yeah. to get that shit back. Like yeah, I got that was yeah. part of that NFL Sunday ticket. <laughs> I was complaining about, and they gave it to me. Then I got. Oh, I got that too. All right. All right. So I need to get back. So don't Shorzy was fucking hilarious. Yes. Like just in his episode, but then for him to get his own. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I bet you. Yo, know, is Shorzy? Shorzy? No, don't tell me. I find. Okay. It. Don't tell me. Don't tell Where? me. All right. Next question. <laughs> what kind of activities you like to get out and you like? To, what do you like to do? Yeah. When you uh smoke. Um. Well, I'm a big reader. I love to read. Really? You yeah. like to smoke and read? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not bashing you. No, no, like, you're good. You're good. You're good. That's yeah. dope. I'm, yeah. yeah. Big reader. You know, I love movies. I'm such a film buff. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I play a lot of video games. 
you know, but I'm also like, if you're going to smoke in and the weather's nice, you're going to just like sit outside and stare at the trees. It's Vermont. <laughs> I do enjoy that. I like to grill. I mean, I like to do everything and smoke, but yeah. I like to grill. Ooh. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to sit around and like on the outside yeah. and just look at the trees and be like, y'all are all mine. <laughs> like, I owe you trees. I cook a lot. And too. Y'all look, y'all look, oh, I love to. I cook a lot. I'll crack a, uh, uh, a cider. Yeah. And. That's my <laughs> cooking, grilling, a joint with a little jazz in the background. Yeah. Or, pfft, yep. Heaven. <laughs> I'm in heaven. You know uh, what I'm saying? I grew up in a house with that. My dad was super into the Food Network. Like, yeah. super into the Food Network. Yeah. Um, so he used to just, like, experiment with shit constantly. It's crazy. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> well, look, Amelia... My man's David, the bodyguard. We call him David the DB and knock your ass out. <laughs> I seen his pictures, man. He probably I ain't never seen you. But you but you know, it's crazy. You 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 know the monkey king in UFC? Hold on, let me look him up. John Dodson. Oh, no, nope. He's uh he's new. Oh shit, I forgot I had glasses. <laughs> I looked I opened up my shit and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Hold up. I got him on Instagram. The monkey king. Uh Jordan Le- Leave it? Levet? Mm. Leave it here. This is—I hate to say it—but this is the perfect picture. <laughs> That's his picture. You ever—you ever seen him fight? Nah. So look now, look, look here, Excuse, sir, fighter, sir. I'm not gonna say <laughs> that you look corny or anything. No, nah, I feel you. But dude. a lot of these good ass fighters be looking just average, yeah. regular, nice guys. Yeah, you never know. And if I talk to you out on the street before I seen pictures and shit, you'll just be like, I'm like, nah, I fuck him up. Yeah, and he's so like he's so nice, so quiet, so calm. But I know how y'all be getting it. (laughs) You'll probably knock somebody the fuck out. Well, you go to the fight gym and everyone's like this, and it's because you know we all travel to train, so like you never know. You know, like we've all gone to gyms, and you know you look at somebody, you don't think they're anything, but you know they got like twelve belts, like they're knocking out everybody. Yeah. Well, that was my experience in wrestling. Yeah. I got, you know, my coach was like, hey, you can pick anybody out that you want to, you know, fight or yeah. wrestle. And I'll, if you don't want to wrestle, leave it alone. But if he beats you, then you got to do it. And I picked the smallest guy. I was like, I can fuck Matt up. His name was Matt Kindall. Yeah. And he folded me the fuck up. He was like 107 <laughs> pounds. And I'm like two and some change. He crawled up me and all types <laughs> of shit. And coach was like, I'll see you next week for practice. And I mean, I, I love wrestling. It was the yeah. leotard. I was too manly for the leotard. Yeah, I never you know did saying? that. But yeah. once I got into it, I was like, "Oh, this shit fun!" Like <laughs> you did jujitsu, though. Yeah, but so I did it for you know, did it for a couple years. I started out doing taekwondo as a kid. You know, stopped doing that when I was a teenager. When I was in high school, you know, a couple buddies and I got boxing gloves. We used to beat each other up in his basement, you know, for fun on the weekends. Fight club. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, yeah, you know, I wanted something to do. And then after high school, a couple of us went to MMA gyms. I wanted to take an MMA fight, so I started doing Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu. Jim said, do one thing at a time, then do MMA. So I did a few Jiu Jitsu tournaments, had a couple Muay Thai fights. And once they offered me a title fight in Muay Thai, I was like, yeah, the fuck jujitsu doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to do it anymore. It doesn't matter. Hey, that's crazy. I just yeah. didn't like it as much. Yeah. yeah it's hey, harder. I bet you like, I might be able to do something. I ain't gonna lie. I think I could be, I think I could fuck up a bear. Like straight up a small mama bear. Like with 
I'm sh- I might get my ass whooped. Yeah. I might, I might, you know what I'm saying? But they, they better go low. And I put some hands on them. You know it's going to catch a couple. It's going to catch a couple. You know what I'm saying? And I hope my family there because my family going to make me motivated more and I'm going to throw that bitch in a headlock. And I will take a picture. You know what I'm saying? Something. You know what I'm saying? But, but you, you know what I'm saying? You nice, sure. laughing, very, you know, calm, core. I bet you he got some long arms too, so he can reach out and touch you real quick. <laughs> hey, I, I told you, man, I know about people like you. The quiet ones. Mama said it's the quiet ones you gotta watch. <laughs> uh, 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 I did all right. That's yeah. cool. Well, look, thanks again. Thank y'all for coming out. Yeah, I greatly appreciate it. No, it was, thanks for this, having us. This was amazing. Yeah. So, can you tell them where to find you? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, totally. So, uh, I'm on Instagram, CanAmeliaVT, C A N N A M E L I A V T. Um, or at Green Mountain Patients. And that is, you know, Green Mountain Patients Alliance. That's all of our awesome advocacy. We are currently planning a couple of events coming up. We're looking at a Narcan training down south. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And then we're looking at doing another Narcan training somewhere in the Burlington area, probably December ish. We're still working out details. But yeah, we're going to keep doing those Narcan trainings. We've got a couple legislative outreach workshops that people can attend that are coming up via Zoom, where we teach people how to reach out to your state rep. We teach you how to follow the bills and what's going on. And all of it is just broken down into little things that people can take 10 minutes out of their day and do that will actually make a really big impact in the work that we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's dope. Hey, you, man. I mean, I, I mean... Can I tell him what I say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I say some shit. Hey, <laughs> she sent me a picture. We was, you know, corresponding and things. And she sent me a picture of some shit that I said. Is that real? <laughs> like, man. So you want to tell him, you know what I'm saying, where to find you at? Yeah, find me on Instagram, too. My fight page was Jay Rosignal. You can find me there. But these days, the Apollo page is Apollo Cultivation, LLC. A couple breeding projects we have up on there. If you want to see anything we've worked on, you'll have to scroll back a bit. Vermont's policy right now won't let us post pictures of flower, plants, products, or anything. Yeah. Uh, so oh. it's, it's still all there. You just got to look for it. Yeah, you got to go, go, you know what I'm saying? Be yeah. inquisitive. That's yeah. how you yeah. learn about people. Yeah. Well, look, thank y'all once again for coming out. Greatly appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all know where y'all can find me. Candace's podcast on Instagram. Hey, look, man, I got some things cooking. I'm so excited about Candace's, man. Hey, though, this new year coming in this new year? Yeah. Like, ain't no way shit ain't gonna crack. You know what I'm saying? So, but look, thank, once again, thank y'all for listening. Greatly appreciate it. Y'all know what it is. Y'all stay blazing and stay amazing. And we out. Yeah, that was super fun, dude. That's the-